Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. We have the lovely Kristen Recupero, and she is the owner of Financial Fitness Coaching. We will be talking today about three tips to transforming your business with the Profit First Method. So welcome, Kristen. Thanks so much, Amanda. I'm excited to talk about the money and help kind of geek out over it a little bit. Yes, definitely. And it's perfect timing for me because I'm literally like getting ready to hire a bookkeeper so that way I can get all of the things in order and I have all my accounts set up and all that stuff, but I haven't pulled the trigger on the profit first method yet, but okay. You're going to want to do that next. So after today, I think you're going to be ready. Awesome. I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am first and foremost, a mom and a wife. I have two kids. They are three and four, and I've been a financial coach now for about five years between part-time and full-time. I went full-time in 2018. It, it is what lights me up every day. So I started out with personal finance only, and I was helping people learn how to manage their money better, day-to-day -day budgeting. And my first couple of clients were business owners. And what happened was we'd be sitting down and talking about the budget. You know, I talked to, if it was a couple, I talked to one person and say, okay, well, how much do you bring home? What's your schedule? Let's talk about your income. And then I'd look at the next person and they'd be like, and I'd say, how much do you bring home? And they're like, well, I'm a business owner. And I, it is. <laughs> Big, like big pause. And I was like, yes, okay. we'll find out at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, well, how much do you bring home? Or, you know, how often do you bring your, do you bring home money? And they, yeah, they'd be like, well, you know, I just, I buy groceries sometimes. I'm not really sure. Cause I just do a little bit here, a little bit there. I take what I can when I can basically was the short of most answers. And I kept yeah. seeing these patterns and growing up in a small business household, my husband owns a business. I didn't want to get into that. Um, it, it just, it started to pull at me that there was a bigger need and I could serve a, a very specific specific community. So that's when I kind of twisted to working with business owners specifically in both their business and their personal, because they were suffering in one end and they weren't bringing money home and they were working, working, working. Then they were suffering at home too, because they're trying to figure out how to do all of the things. I now specialize in working with small business owners and both the business to be more profitable, bring home money more consistently and grow with specific, grow in a specific way. And then using that fabulous income to go ahead and build wealth and leave your legacy within your personal finance. That's awesome. And everything you touched on there is so accurate as far as business owners and, and um, just getting those finances under control. And I've heard, at least when I read the Profit First Method book, it's like when they get that under control, it's like the whole world opens up and everything just accelerates. Is that true? It is. It is unbelievable because you, we don't realize how many blocks that we have that are because of our finances and we don't know what we can do. So can I hire that bookkeeper? Can I hire the coach? Can I hire this for marketing? Can I outsource my blogging? And once you get clarity around those numbers, once you get clarity about this is what you have for marketing, this is what you have for operating. This is how much my day-to-day -day fixed expenses are. Once you know exactly what you're doing and you get your numbers and you put this on, I don't want to say autopilot because we don't automate this, but there is, you know, I put you into a system where once a week or twice a month, you're doing A, B, C, D, and E, and mm -hmm. you've got your plans. So it does, it opens up the entire world. We also reverse engineer your numbers. And in Profit First, we call it a RIFA, your required income for allocation. And this is how we go back and I work on client, like with clients on pricing, but we design your business to help you get to the life that you want and the pricing, the packages, instead of taking a wild stab and saying, I just need to get more clients, more clients, more clients. When you know that magic number that I need three clients a month to 
hit my numbers. It's yeah. different. You sell differently. You walk confidently. When you get two, girl, you're on fire to get number three. So yeah. it's just, it does. It opens up so many doors. Most of my clients, we jump in profitability first, but within 24 months, they typically are doubling and tripling their revenue as well, wow. which is an increasing take home and everything on top of it. That's huge. I love it. And I love the strategy. And it, what is that? Uh, what is it? Uh, one out of five businesses, or I don't know, what is it? I can't remember. Only one out of five businesses survive the first five years or something. Is that, you know, that it, statistic? Yeah, it is. Um, at year number five, more than 50% have already failed by okay. year five. I forget the exacts and I actually use it in one of my presentations. So it's odd, but <laughs> Well, you hit me from the top, but it is yeah. more than 50%. And it's more than 50% that also go for more than two months at a time without paying themselves. So you'll have a big sale, a big launch, a, you know, a bunch of clients sign up and you'll, you'll take home a great pay. Mm -hmm. And then you have low land because either you're too busy, can't focus, can't take any more clients. And then you don't take any pay, any pay. And then you go through this vicious cycle. So pro between profit first and really just understanding your numbers, we get you off that hamster wheel so that you can know exactly what you take and take a regular paycheck with a plan to grow it. You know, I started out, I think I was taking 200 or $300 a month. It, yeah. it wasn't much, but it started a system. And then, you know, and when I saw what I was doing and I was able to step it up to five, and then I was just able to step it up to eight. And so I took baby steps and I still take baby steps every time I increase my income about every three or four months when I'm confident that that's my new quote unquote payroll, which mm -hmm. is just really a draw as a LLC or a sole business owner, sole proprietor. But, you know, I like to make sure that you're also talking about it and thinking about yourself as that business, right? And you are a CEO. So you are taking a payroll, a paycheck of some sort. The method is just going to be different depending on your entity. Yeah. I love that. So inspiring and it, it gets me fired up. So I'm sure that anyone that's listening is definitely getting excited about the profit first method. So if anyone is listening and they don't know, they're not familiar with the book, the methods, all of those things. Can you give us just a quick overview before we get into the tip? Absolutely. So Profit First is a system and a book written by Mike Michalowicz. Um, he's a great business author, business coach. Other books he has are Pumpkin Plan, Fix This Next. Pumpkin Plan is really good also. One of my favorites. Um, the Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, I think was one of his first ones. But the premise is that, you know, we want to, it's about taking your profit first, but really it's about serving yourself and your business first and making sure that you always are running on what's left over rather than what we do is we say, oh, I've got to pay this bill, this bill, this bill, I'll take what's left over. And so we kind of try to, or we're leveraging Parkinson's law with this. As a business owner, so many, again, just aren't paying themselves regularly or at all. And you will burn out of your business. The business that you love, the passion that you have for it eventually will become, you will become burnout and you will resent it. Or if you start hiring employees and you start paying them more, which is what happens a lot of the times, you're like, oh, I need this person. So yeah. I'm going to pay them, but I'm not going to pay me. You start to resent that person. And I've seen it over and over and over again. I, I can't even tell you. And so to avoid that, again, we want to go back to you are the most important person in your business. And this would not exist without you, right? Yeah. So why are we being a martyr and letting ourselves, our families and everything else go? And what happens is, is that when you start to reverse this up, so typical accounting and your accounting does not change. Okay. But typical accounting says a bookkeeper says, or an accountant, um, your sales minus your expenses equals your profit. What you have left over is what you profited this year. 
Right. Reverse that to make sure that we are taking out your owner's pay and your profit, which is how you get to that net income first. And so sales minus profit equals your expenses. And then we make a decision on what do you run your business on with what you actually have left over. And it changes the game because money in general, we're talking personal and business finances is not about the math. Almost never. It is about the behaviors. It is about the emotions. It is about being able to remove emotions from those purchases. Like I need to have this person or getting involved in social and you see everybody else. Well, they have a VA. Why can't I have a VA too? Or whatever that thing might be that you see everybody else is doing. And what you don't know is the innards of what are they, are they up at worrying at night about how are they going to pay their bills? Are they waiting for client A to pay them so that they can pay that person? And are they suffering and, or just being the martyr, not taking money home them? themselves so that they can do all these other things, hoping that business grows. But the problem is we get used to living on that. You get used to that assistant. You get used to spending more. You get used to having the nice office chair or whatever it could be. And it never ends up every time you make more, it gets sucked up into expenses. Yeah, that's so true. And one thing that you said there that uh, definitely made me chuckle is about when you, I think it's like when you make more, you spend more, you know, and you're never like, if you have that extra or whatever, $500, you're like, oh, well, I need a new this, you know, this month, or I need a new that. I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah, I we totally get home there. Mm-hmm. That, it, it's just human behavior. You know, when I talk to people, the first thing that I want to reassure you is if that's you, you are normal. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry. It's all fixable though. And we're using the the point of the system is to really use these bank accounts in the system to leverage your behaviors where you look at that bank account and say, oh, I have $500 extra. What do I want? What do I need? I need a new microphone. I want this. Instead, your accounts look different because we're separating them out according to what their purpose is for. So you might look at your operating expense where it used to have this big number in it and you do all of the things out of it. Instead, now, just because it's only for operating, it's much smaller and it looks like a hundred dollars, not that 500. And you're like, Ooh, I can't buy that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I love it. And the other thing, one more thing that you said was the sales minus profit equals expenses. That's like totally backwards from what we're taught in every business class ever. And so I love it. And I really hope that that really hits home with people because we're always taught sales minus expenses equals profit. Right. And so that's where that profit first method comes in. I love Absolutely. And I like to relate it to like the 401k. The 401k works so well in businesses and it's successful because you never see that money, right? Mm -hmm. You never have it to work with at home. Now people, we're 20, last 20 years, we've really gotten into credit cards and availability in microwave society. So that's a different point. But, you know, typically if you're investing in your 401k, you just never miss the money and what you get is what you get, right? right? And so this is the same thing. You take out your pay, your profit, and we have to grow it. You have to step in from wherever you're playing at right now, which is one of my big things, but because you never see it, it, that's why it changes the game for you. And that's kind of, if you can think about it in those same levels. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So tell us the tips we've gotten already so much out of this, by the way. Um, but let's get into the three tips that you're going to be sharing with us about how we can transform our business using this method. Absolutely. So basically, you know, what I want to talk about is the, the three things that you should make sure that you do. Um, everybody reads the book and then gets their own take on it, right? And they're like, oh, well, I'll just do this. And listen, the best thing about this is I will say it is very customizable. 
And that's actually one of my, one of my tips. It's not my first one, but we'll talk about it because it's there. There is, there is no right and wrong, but there is best for you, your business, your niche, your behaviors, and your problems. Okay. So make sure one of my top tips is to customize the account specifically for your niche and your challenges. Okay. And so here's a couple of examples. Now, everybody should have the, the main five and those accounts are your income where all of your revenue is getting dumped into so that you can see it on a visually. The other part, this is great for creatives because it brings a visual system to your business and to your money. The second one is going to be your profit. And that's really important, again, that we have these in order and you do them in order because, again, psychologically, we're working with, it just keeps drilling into you that expenses is last and that's what's left over. So the second one is profit. Um, the third one is going to be your owner's pay. And so, again, we want to make sure it is critical to have this as its own business bank account. This should not just be going right to your personal account. And that's for a few reasons, because the main one is that we use it as a Hills and Valley account to, to help balance out your pace. So when you do have those highs and lows, it's how we kind of balance out, know how to grow you, when to grow you. And if you are an S corp, we're typically balancing out tax-wise, how much salary you're taking versus how much distributions you're taking. And there's a balance there to be had and made. So your fourth account then that is important is your tax account. Got to have those taxes separate. And then the fifth one is your operating. So those are the main five. But customizing to your business and your niche, if you are a photographer, you may want to also have an equipment expense account. So you're going to, photographers are famous for wanting the newest and the best of equipment or upgrading or just needing to upgrade at certain points and levels of your business and new lenses, new cameras, new computer storage. So you may want to take a subset of that operating expense because equipment is often a challenge for them and take a portion of that and create its own for equipment so that when you're ready to upgrade and buy, you have that money set aside in particular, and it keeps you on that other operating. So like, again, the new chair, you look at it differently. You wouldn't spend what you could have spent on a lens or a piece of equipment. If you have sales tax and you charge sales tax in your business, you absolutely need to have a sales tax account in addition yeah. because, and a lot of people will try to put that into the tax account, but it's different because this one's off the top. Mm -hmm. This is the government's asking you to collect it for them and then give it back to them every single month. So yeah. that one can easily get sucked in. One thing that I want to mention about that is I recently did my taxes, like say the 15th of May anyway, but <laughs> what I realized was when looking over my statements that I spent so much on computer software because I'm an AppSumo junkie. And for me in my business, the best tools help me to make things quicker and easier and consolidate things and that kind of thing. So I think for me, that would be probably like my camera lens account. It would be, you know, like computer software, but I also need to limit it too, because that's it. That's the best part. And that's why I say like, even your challenges. So if you're challenged with like, I always want to buy the next techie thing, mm -hmm. give yourself that account. It's giving you permission to spend a certain amount. So then you have to make a different decision. It's I can have whatever I want within this range. I could get two of something or I can get the best this, but you get to make a different decision, but also a guilt-free decision on that because your money's yeah. set aside. I love that. That's going to be a game changer. And I'm totally opening an AppSumo account for that. <laughs> I love it. It really is a game changer when you look at it that way. And especially the permission to spend mine is personal development. And mm -hmm. it's one of those that I feel really guilty, like buying books or courses. And I'm like, Oh, I could be spending this on something, you know, I should be spending it on a VA or whatever to do this. Mm -hmm. So I 
separated out a personal development portion of my operating expenses. And now it's, it's just, it is, it's that freedom. Like, okay, if I want to buy those books, then Mm -hmm. this is what this is for. Like, it's not part of my day-to-day operations. So absolutely think about where you're challenged. Marketing is another one for a lot of people. So yeah, just think about you, your business and what could help you the most. Awesome. So what is tip number two? Tip number two is don't skip the accounts. So the, the truth is everybody wants to try to do this in envelopes and QuickBooks envelopes and spreadsheets. And because it's a psychological thing, there's something about physically transferring that money in your bank accounts that makes it different. And I speak from experience because before I became a certified profit first professional, and when I was just testing out the system, I did it in spreadsheets in my own business. And it's just easier to say, well, I really just need an extra $10. So you move it on the spreadsheet. You wouldn't go to your bank account and do the same transfer. You, it, because you feel, you know, guilt might be a word, um, bad. It's just like, oh, I shouldn't do this. But when it's on a spreadsheet, it's just not real. I highly, highly urge you to just suck it up, open up the accounts, make sure you're with a bank that is not charging you minimums and fees because mm-hmm. that will add up over time to four or five, $600 a year with all the accounts. And what else would you spend for? to $600 a year on. Not bank fees. That's for sure. Not bank fees. Exactly. (laughs) You use your own money. There are a lot of great banks out there. A lot of great banks Mm -hmm. um, who do not charge fees or minimums. So just do a little bit of searching around your own area. You know, I kind of stay away even from the online banks anymore since the Aslo disaster, where a lot of people opened it up, loved it, and then they shut it down and they had to find something new. So go with a tried and true community bank, small bank, hometown. Those are typically who are going to be your no fee, low fee. Awesome. I'd love it. And I'm a credit union advocate too, because yeah, credit unions are amazing and they generally charge like no fees or like a dollar or $5 or something, not like $15 a month, like a lot of the big banks. So definitely. Exactly. And there's usually a lot of workarounds that if you have multiple accounts, it's like as long as they can combine them and charge you no fees still. So credit unions absolutely are another one. So what is tip number three? So tip number three is to know your numbers. So this still isn't a system that you can't You can't just implement and say, oh, I'm going to go right to the taps, we call them, your target allocation percentages, um, because it will just force me to be better, right? You have to know where you're starting. You have to go through the assessment to get to where you are and create a plan to get yourself to those taps. And the plan's all within the book, but I mean, really, even if you just push your numbers, you're operating up, you know, down by 3% and increase your profit, your taxes and your owners pay up by one every quarter. It's small baby changes that will get you to growing that, you know, tiny drops of water make a running river wild. So those small baby changes will get you there in time. The more that your revenue increases as you have your knowledge, yes, you could be able to push them faster. So it's definitely a side benefit that when you go back to figuring out that RIFA number that you need and want, and as you dial into your pricing and your packages, that your income will increase in your revenue and you probably will be able to push things a little bit faster. That is probably my number one struggle because I just kind of like, just go with the flow with things. And that's why exactly why I need to hire a bookkeeper right now, just to like, so that way they're like every week or every other week, they're just going in and doing all the things and putting everything where it needs to go. So I love the idea of that. Yeah, absolutely. Now I do recommend that when you put this into place that you keep your fingers on doing all of the allocations. What your bookkeeper can do for you is helping you make sure that they're categorizing the right transactions. They're doing the reconciliations on all of the accounts. 
and they're, they're helping keep you up to date so you can make the best decisions with the numbers that you're getting from your bookkeeping. Make sure that you are absolutely, you know, when you're hiring that bookkeeper to do it, you, you talk to them about the system so mm-hmm. that they understand. A lot of bookkeepers also tend to charge by you know, a couple of different ways, but, you know, revenue, sales, accounts. The accounts in this case actually simplifies your business so much. The reconciliation takes minutes for somebody who's experienced to do this. Making sure that they understand the system or they're familiar with it is really, really helpful so they don't start charging you extra buku bucks for those accounts when it's actually simplifying their life and what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good tip. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I will definitely be using that. So one question that I have is I have a lot of different clients. So I will get um, optimization clients, which is like a one-time thing. And there might be other people that are in the same situation where they might have a couple hundred dollars coming into their account that they weren't expecting or whatever. So every time something hits your account, you need to allocate it. Is that essentially it? No. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad I asked this question. And that's why we're using the income account as well, because it gets really fun to watch it, but you only want to allocate it on a regular schedule. And that regular schedule that we set up that Mike sets up in the book is the 10th and the 25th. And the reasons for that is that for most small businesses, it helps to level out your cash flow, especially if you don't have, if you're not like a cash business and you don't have payables going out. Like I work with some businesses that are, you know, three to 5 million and they've got payables going out every single week, every Thursday or Friday. They need to do it weekly. Um, heavy cash flow businesses, if you have a lot of cash turning, um, if you're a brick and mortar, a lot of those clients do it weekly as well. But a lot of my online clients stick to that 10th and 25th. And the reason is, is you get in and do your allocations for the 10th. A lot of bills are due and payables are due on the 15th and or the end of the month or the first. So right. it also helps you to regulate out part of your cash flows. You want to make sure that you are doing payables only once or twice a month, not sitting down and writing out a check every time something comes in because you get in and out of, of systems that way. You can also strategize then with your vendors and say, Hey, listen, I do payables on the 15th and the 30th. So if you want to be paid, um, I have, you know, I really like you to have your stuff in before one of those two dates. And then that's when you can expect the payment to come in as long as the service have been provided. So you can set those expectations up with your vendors right from the beginning if you're subbing out a lot of things. And it just helps to ease communications. You don't get those people emailing you all the time saying, hey, when am I getting paid? Yeah. You know, it wasn't in before the 15th, you'll be paid on the 30th. So awesome. So just make sure it's regular. Don't bounce around from a Tuesday to a Thursday to a Monday to a, a whatever. Either keep it every money Monday or the 1025. Okay. Ooh, I love it. I love it adult sitting my grandmother this Saturday and I will have time to work on this. So I'm totally doing it. That's awesome. It is going to be, it is not just a business changer, Amanda. It is a life changer because when you start to really get that rhythm, when you start get to get to see the impact of how much you're taking home and then make a plan for it in your personal budget as well. So that, you know, what are our goals? What are we working on? If you're paying off debt, you're building up that emergency fund, building it up for your business. When you have three months of fixed expenses sitting in your business and you don't have debt, and your profit sharing is going home for personal goals and 529s and Roth IRAs and all of these other fun things, vacations, life gets pretty fun and you don't have a lot of financial stress, which eases other relational stresses, trickles down into all of the other areas of your life. Mm, That's a good point. 
that money is like the root of all of the, all of the things in most people's lives, right? That's awesome. It really is because it's just, it, it's, you know, yes, it affects your mental health, your, your sleep. It affects our physical health uh, mm-hmm. because we let the other things kind of drive in and just holding it in and figuring out and worrying about how can we deal with it. I highly recommend to everybody to just start from somewhere, get it started. Don't hesitate. Getting your financial foundations in place in your business is the number one thing you need after you have clients and sales. Don't yeah. wait because then it gets more complicated and it, it only gets harder to implement it later on. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm like four years in and I'm like, um, I'm just going to start implementing this now. And then I realize how, like how difficult it's going to be, you know, but I'm, I'm excited about doing it. It'll be worth it. It's just going to be a little more effort for you to go through and figure out your numbers. Whereas if you're starting from scratch, you can often start at those taps because you don't have another experience. You don't have expenses you've already learned to live on. And then there's the other times that, you know, I work with a client and like yesterday, uh, a new client, she's like, I am willing to cancel anything that I am doing right now to get this, to get my stuff fixed. I'm like, okay, yeah. one, we're going to evaluate very deeply what's important, what's critical, what's a return on investment expense, what is not. And we're going to basically rebuild your expenses and how you're running your business. Mm, that's a good, <laughs> you need to create like a, an expense overhaul uh, class or something just on <laughs> expenses itself. <laughs> I should, I should absolutely yeah. create that into some of the things that I do. Yeah, definitely. Cause that in itself, I feel like would be super valuable. Even if someone, a business owner wasn't, you know, looking to get into the profit first method, it would at least a dip their toe in the water of the profit first method, but B really give them that kind of deep dive. Like you said, into what is important, what is not, what makes me money, what doesn't all of those things. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. You got my mind turning. Cause I, I dig the budgeting in my small business starter bundle mm-hmm. and I lightly touch on that, but that could actually be a, a whole module in itself. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like a a really (laughs) valuable thing to me. (laughs) I may be adding that. (laughs) Awesome. So tell us about your courses while we're touching on that. Sure. So I have a couple of different things. I have a small business starter bundle, which is what I was just kind of mentioning. And that kind of lightens up the path to profit first. I have two eBooks in that one is my seven steps to profitability. One is control your cash flow with five steps to controlling your cash flow, which is what the root of what we're doing with profit first and with systemizing is a cash flow system, not like a bookkeeping, not accounting. And so within that, then I also touch on again, budgeting, legacy and reverse engineering your income. That's kind of like the small dip your toes in the water. Um, My self-paced course is path to profitability. And that is getting profit first implemented within your business step-by-step. If you're overwhelmed by the book and still not sure, got more than, I believe uh, 35 or 40 videos that are short, just kind of talking on each each item um, I walk you through is like a week by week, step by step, what to do, um, how to get your numbers, how to do that eval and other things that you need to know that are not just profit first, but they're financially foundation related. And then I have a group program, which I launch two to three times a year. I'm actually launching right now. And then usually at the end of the year before Black Friday sales, I try to have one in place. So people are fully implemented before Black Friday hits. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's such a big, you know, you're getting into like all of this money and you need to figure out how to stretch that out for three or four months. We're used to getting it and then 
oh, it's gone by December or January and now you're mm-hmm. slow. I always try to get another one going at that time of year, but that is where it's basically path to profitability with weekly group coaching. I have weekly group coaching. I have open office hours when I do that. Um, you get two one-to-one still within that. So it's really the perfect hybrid between a self-paced course and actual one-to-one coaching. Um, and then I also have the one-to-one coaching. That's awesome. I love it. Those both sound extremely valuable. So where can people find you online? Yeah. So you can learn all about all the things I do at financialfitnesscoaching.com. And then I am most active social media wise on Instagram. That's really my platform. It's where most of my clients hang out. I love stories. I share about personal life, running kids, momming, um, you know, hacking tips to get your grocery budget down. What am I cooking at night? Because this all plays a role, especially with our business owners that you get so busy and all of the things, all of a sudden you're eating out five times a night and spending 1500 on food. So yes. where's your money go? Um, so I share all the things in my stories on Instagram, financial.fitness.coaching. And then of course I am on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Awesome. I love those tips. Cause we literally just were reseeding or seeding our yard last night as a family. And it was so hot. And we were all like, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm watching the time tick by. And I'm like, I don't have time to make dinner. So then we ordered pizza and I'm like, Oh my goodness. It's like 50 bucks gone. Yeah. Instead of, you know, learning to plan ahead a little bit, this was another small course that I'm, I wanted to work on, but it just has fallen to the wayside. You know how that goes, Yeah, um, but is just helping bus- busy business owners learn to really meal plan efficiently, effectively, and not fancy stuff. Listen, stuff that you can throw in the crock pot in three minutes in the morning and be done so yes. that those busy days, you don't have a choice, right? Yeah. You're just right. ready. So you have to eat it even if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you say that again, because I literally just threw chili in the crock pot today because I had that experience last night of like, oh my gosh, we just spent $50 on pizza that we didn't need only one meal. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, just I could make a meal for days, you know, <laughs> chili. So yes, every time I see a trend within my clients, it's something like goes off a bulb in my head. I'm like, I need to create a course for that because I help everybody with this and like helping nail this down, get this part of the budget down and just ease that part of your life as well. So definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for giving us so much value and so much insight into the profit first method. And if you want to work with Kristen, definitely go to financialfitnesscoaching.com and connect with her on Instagram, all of the places. And if you're listening to this and it is just airing, if today is the air date of the episode, then we will be doing a live a Q&A session on Clubhouse this Friday in the Determined Mom Show Club. Thanks so much, Amanda. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by Google Growth Generator. This 21-day email course will help you learn to optimize your Google My Business listing in the same way that we do for our clients here at TDM Marketing. Our client, a baby sleep specialist, got 126.32% more website visits in the first month after her optimization was completed. Another client, a chiropractic practice, got 26.67% more phone calls in the first month after optimization was completed. And finally, our client, who is a residential cleaning service, got 61.11% more website visits in the first month after optimization. If you're not sure if Google My Business optimization is for you, listen to what Kristen Ratten from Kristen Ratten Content Services had to say about her optimization. 
I hired Amanda to optimize my Google My Business listing and within 10 days, my views were up 150%. This may be one of the most valuable things I've ever done for my business. And Amanda made it quick, easy, and painless. If you are ready to get started with your Google My Business optimization, go over to gomybusiness.com. That's G-O, mybusiness.com forward slash growth.